Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. 25 years ago today, March 4th, 25 years ago, we lost comedy legend John Candy. He uh, was one of the greats, that's for sure. What do you think? I hope we don't go to war. Excuse me, stewardess. Is there a movie on this flight? <laughs> My name's Dewey Oxberger. My friends call me Ox. I'm a mom. I'm your Uncle Buck. Gus Polisky, Polka King of the Midwest. Del Griffin, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. <laughs> you remember me? Of course we do. This is from a, a tribute that actor Ryan Reynolds put together for John Candy. He influenced so many, not just in the world of entertainment. I know uh, as a kid, when I'd go to the, the video store and I'd see a new VHS tape with John Candy on the cover, there was no question what I was renting that day. Summer rental, great outdoors, Uncle Buck. Like, unbelievable, the legacy that John Candy left behind. And I totally remember when I found out uh, he had passed away. I was going to St. Thomas Aquinas High School. This is back when it was on Charles Street, near the corner of Oxford and Warncliffe. And I had gone down to buy some lunch at the 7-Eleven there. Had to call my mom at lunch. And I was on the phone. They put me on hold. And they had a radio station playing on hold. And they said John Candy died, and I literally dropped the phone. I couldn't believe it. It was a heartbreaker. He was only 43 years old hmm. when he passed away. That's two years older than I am now. Wow. You know? Sad. You wonder what else, uh, you know, would have come out of John Candy if he had stuck around for a while longer. But also, at the same time, so impressive looking at the sheer amount of work that endures that he left behind. I'm Anita Horgarth. Buck melanoma. Molly Russell's wart. The <laughs> <laughs> principal scene in Uncle Buck with the big wart on the principal's face. You so much as scowl at my niece or any other kid in this school and I hear about it and I'm coming looking for you. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Wow, thing. <laughs> We've got Bubba on the phone. How you doing, Bubba? I'm doing great. Yourself? Good. Hard to believe 25 years since we lost John Candy, huh? Yeah, that's sad. We uh, each have a fact about the legendary Canadian comedian, John Candy. One of us is telling the truth. You guess who it is, and you're going to be a winner. Devin Peacock, what is your fact about the late John Candy? Well, uh, one of John Candy's most enduring uh, characters was uh, Johnny LaRue. Would always uh, get dressed up. We'd have that, you know, that nice robe on. and SCTV legendary. Very cool guy. Johnny LaRue. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know... There was a, uh, an effort to, you know, digitize everything, get it ready for, you know, the current times. Uh, the problem was they had to edit out some of the scenes from some of those episodes because John Candy's method to really get into the Johnny LaRue character was to really try and be like Johnny LaRue, and he would sometimes not wear underwear. And so, so we just have the Johnny LaRue robe on and nothing just else? Just the robe on, nothing else, and there were times where you could see just the outline 
Of uh, he's, his he's, LaRue. Of, 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 uh, his LaRue. Of, his, of his candy bar, so to speak. <laughs> and so they... Uh, they so had, when they converted everything to high definition, you're saying you could actually notice that John Candy's bar was visible. Yeah, there, was, there were actually there were articles written about five or six years ago because SCTV fans were upset that the Some updated of the stuff versions was missing. were different than the originals. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> Okay, what's your fact, Jim Kelly, about John Candy? One of the best John Candy movies, obviously, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, a classic. I literally just watched it on a plane uh, a month ago when I was on one, and it's amazing. still holds up. It should have been called just Trains and Automobiles, though, because John Candy was scared of flying. His entire career, he never flew anywhere. He was never on an airplane even once. He was never in Europe. He was only in North America uh, and, and South America, um, but he would drive everywhere. He'd drive to New, to New York. He'd take a bus to L.A. because he was scared of flying. He never went on an airplane. Never once. Come on. So, like, wow. the, the what scenes... What about cool runnings? Those scenes, he wasn't actually in Jamaica. They filmed them in Arizona and just said it was Jamaica. Come on, really? True story. I don't know about that. Here's the truth about John Candy. He was in, a lot of people think it's Molly Ringwald who has this honor, but in fact, John Candy was in more movies that were written or directed by uh, John Hughes than anyone else. John Hughes, like, shaped movies in the 80s, and John Candy was uh, his muse, essentially, because he put him in everything. I think he was in, like, seven John Hughes movies, hmm. which beats hmm. out Molly Ringwald. She was only in four, I think. Considering he died in 94, that seems hard to believe. Okay. Well, who do you trust there, Bubba? Do you trust Devin Peacock with uh, when they converted SCTV to high definition? John Candy's wiener was showing. They had to cut some scenes out. Is it Jim Kelly that John Candy never once went on an airplane? Or is it myself, Taz, that he was the muse of director-writer John Hughes? Well, I think, Taz, that you're probably the one telling the truth, but because of the way Peacock says LaRue, I'm going with him. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> so I believe you, Taz, because you're probably right, but no, Dan's no, no, stupid, no, 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 so. no. <laughs> I just like saying the word LaRue, so I'm going to go with Devin. <laughs> You're Johnny LaRong. Oh. If you had gone with your gut, you would have got it. Uh, oh. John Candy was in seven movies that were written or directed by John Hughes. National Lampoon's Vacation, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, The Great Outdoors, She's Having a Baby, Uncle Buck, Home Alone. Remember he was in Home Alone? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was John Hughes. Yeah, he was in Home Alone in the back of the polka van. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, he wasn't flying. <laughs> <laughs> and he also was in the movie Career Opportunities. We miss oh. you, John Candy. Uh, go home, watch a John Candy movie today. Share them with your kids if they haven't seen them. And you know what? In the spirit of John Candy, he was such a loving guy, such a, a happy dude. We want to make you happy this morning, Bubba. We're going to give you the prize anyways, okay? Woohoo! What would you do if you're in this situation? 36-year-old guy in Oregon named Jeremy Taylor got stuck in deep snow last Sunday while he was doing some off-roading. No cell reception, 
couldn't get a hold of anyone, had to just curl up in his uh, SUV, and he went to sleep for a while. Woke up the next day, even more snow had fallen. He couldn't get the SUV unstuck no matter what he did. Jeez. Tried to hike to the main road, but had to turn back because the snow was too deep. So the only thing he could do, I guess, is sit there and wait, hope that somebody finds him, right? He ended up being stuck there alone for five days without any food. But he scoured his car and he did find something to eat. What was it? You worried? Wow. <laughs> you worried? <laughs> it was three packets of Taco Bell fire sauce that he had in his <laughs> glove box. Wow. So three A packets condiment. of hot sauce. Holy cow. He had lots of water because he was melting the snow and drinking uh, the water. And you can go five days without any food, but hmm. all he had to eat was fire sauce from Taco Bell. Imagine he wasn't a hot sauce guy, and that was one of his <laughs> friends. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ah, I know I'm hungry, but jeez. What would you have to eat if you were stuck? If you, Today on your drive home, you got stuck for five days in a snowstorm, Jim. Do you think you'd have anything good to eat in your car? I, I generally have... I'd be good for water because I generally have like three half full water bottles rattling around under my seat somewhere. (laughs) But every time I clean my car, I usually find, I would say, three to seven McDonald's fries. Uh Uh-huh. Hard. In between the seats. But you could probably nibble on those if if you had to. I don't think I have, I don't have food just stored away though. I might have some goldfish, loose goldfish crackers on the back seat of my car right now mm-hmm. because of my son. Maybe some Cheerios in a Ziploc bag. I also have my water bottle every day I bring in, and usually there's a little water left in there after the show. And huh. Sometimes I, I bring um, a protein powder. Yeah. So I might have one serving of protein powder, but that would be about it, I think. Huh. You really should keep a, a box of jerky in your trunk or something, yeah. you know, just in case. A fresh pastrami sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, put a new fresh pastrami sandwich in your glove compartment. You never know. Hey, start calling it your pastrami compartment. <laughs> so we're asking you, if you had to survive for five days in your car, eating only what you have in there right now, what would you be dining on? James? I got a Snickers bar in the glove box, and I got half a bag of goodies underneath the passenger seat that I dropped underneath there about six months ago. I'm too lazy to clean up. <laughs> what are what goodies do you have in there? The goodies, the, uh, the little candies. Oh, candy. like actually, yeah, yeah, goodies, candies. You I have more restraint wet, than me. If I have a Snickers bar in my glove box... It lasts a couple blocks before I... <laughs> I'm like, ah, I might as well eat it now. I always got chocolate bars in the glove box because you have to be a good host when you got friends in the car. <laughs> Do you? For sure. That's next or level treatment. Twi- yeah, man. I'm a, we're caterers. You have to. Yeah, I want to start yeah. getting some rides with you. Jim <laughs> Kelly never offers me food when he drives me places. Oh, I bet you get an Uber though. as like a mint or a piece of gum at yeah. most. <laughs> good for you. Hi, FM 96. Yeah, I'd be pretty much screwed. All we have is gum in the car. <laughs> Chewing gum. <laughs> Chewing gum. Yeah, Three days into it, you'd, you'd go for a number two and you'd blow a bubble out of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> and float to safety. <laughs> but boy, it would be minty fresh. Hi, FM 96. I think I'd be in trouble, buddy. What do you got in the car? Open up that glove box. Let's hear it. Ed- edibles. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> so then, then I'd have the munchies and I'd have to eat more edibles to take care 
the munchies. And then you just be eating your headrest after a while. <laughs> Maybe the guy in the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> your buddy. Yeah, yeah, I hear him laughing away. He won't be laughing when you start digging into his thigh. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Hi, FM 96. Who's this? It's Matt. Matt, okay, you're trapped for five days in your car. You have nothing to eat but what's in your glove box right now. What are you eating? Uh, looks like I am eating napkins, but <laughs> but there's a the brown napkins, not the white. So that's like the whole wheat of napkins. <laughs> yeah, they're like the farm fresh napkins, right? Yeah, exactly. Twelve grain. That's good for you. <laughs> Gluten free. Morning, guys. Morning. What do you got to eat? What do you What are you sharing with everybody in that car? I have a package of rations that I purchased off Amazon that lasts five years, and package of water and a solar panel for my phone and water straws. Oh, Do you have yeah. a concrete bunker at home as well? <laughs> I would love one, but no, we bought a new house. We can't do that. You're so prepared. You were one of those people who was stuck. Remember a couple of years ago on the 402? This yes, was something that actually happened. Little. Your dad yes, got stuck. Dad. And he was there for two days, and he refused to eat the granola bars that my mother has been packing for him for about, I don't know, 20 years. Just in case. So after that, he uh, called all up all his kids up and said, "You got to be prepared. <laughs> you don't want granola bars; they're garbage." A solar panel charger for your phone—that's pretty brilliant, mm-hmm. though. <laughs> I never let the car go under half a tank either, just in case. Just in case. I'm thinking about just getting a hat with one of those solar panel chargers on it, running a wire down into my pocket, and then your phone would never die. <laughs> When you're at a next uh, concert or festival, you're right. <laughs> your phone retains the charge because you got the solar panel on your head. Yeah, or you can get the wind powered one where it's just the, the, <laughs> the propeller. <laughs> the beanie with the propeller. <laughs> Thank you're you. Only, you're only crazy till you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are an example. You're setting a great example for everyone here. <laughs> What's your name? Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. I hope I'm, if I'm stuck in anyone's car during a snowstorm, Shannon sounds it sounds like the place to be in her car. Gotta love the frugal dad, though. Even stuck on the highway, he was like, I better save these granola bars for an emergency. <laughs> He's been out there for two days. That's such a dad, yeah. dad move. And on a Monday, you need a little bit of a laugh. Check this out. Everyone loves a good news blooper. Well, they, uh, someone's put together a, a video of the top news bloopers so far this year. And some of them are pretty funny. Good evening, Mike and Tamara. So, um, so, um, <laughs> sorry, um. So that's it. We're on Snow Watch again. Oh, my kids will not be happy if we don't get a good dump. We will. I'm sure we will. <laughs> right, that's it from us. I'll be back with an update after news at 10. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Well, we can see wind gusts up to 50 to 60 miles per hour. High wind, high wind, where we are tracking across the Ohio Valley starting Saturday night into Sunday. That high wind watch, 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 high wind watch. Okay. Not easy to okay. say. We're going to be tracking that high wind watch in place as we go throughout Saturday night into your Sunday. High wind watch. (laughs) High wind watch. High wind watch. High wind watch. Why is that so hard? High wind. High wind. High. High wind watch. High wind watch. High wind watch. Is that hard? High wind. High wind watch. (laughs) High wind watch. (laughs) 
High wind watch? It's when you get something stuck in your head, that's the problem. High wind watch. High wind watch? Hmm. It, it sounds like you're saying something different, though, if you say high wind watch. High wind watch. High wind watch? High wind watch. It's like, hey, this is my friend, high wind watch. <laughs> He's from another country. <laughs> But it's funny how uh, these news anchors are supposed to be the most, like, uh, mature, uh, professional people out there. And usually the news bloopers have to do with them accidentally talking about taking a dump. Yeah. Or sex, saying something about sex. Here's the, the, the two top news bloopers so far 2019. Listen. You have to be really careful out there. You do. We've had sex, con- six rather, consecutive days of. <laughs> Did I just- okay, all right. That was a Freudian slip, but we're gonna pretend like we didn't hear it. Six. I believe the sexy I can't music. Listen. Yeah, don't put porn outside. music under your newscast. To say, Tony, and it's not raining. That's the good news. Um, freeze warnings in effect. <laughs> It's so cold. Listen, it's going to be chill. Tony, I believe you. <laughs> Here's another one, sex-related. But the Uh-oh. cost for her services range from 7500 to $30,000, but it could be worth it. She has an 80% success rate. Oh, that's pretty good. 80% sex rate. Success? Oh, so, oh. oh Freudian slip. Success rate. Yikes. Is it really that Hello, funny? Internet. That's well, going on there. I think it's funny because he... Let's just move on, shall we? He accidentally said it twice. I'll move on here. If you're single and ready to mingle, (laughs) golly, (laughs) (laughs) because he said, "Oh, that sounds like a good sex." I mean, sex, sex. I mean, success, success. High wind watch. (laughs) High wind watch. We'll post the video. You want to check out the uh, the 2019 so far the the best news bloopers FM 96 Facebook fan page. My favorite news blooper ever on uh, on this show has to be. I'm not going to say which newscaster did it, but there was there was one of our news people who once did a story about how a bunch of people robbed a bank while wearing baklavas. <laughs> I remember that. And two men walked into a bank wearing baklavas. <laughs> Can I see that piece of paper for a second? Are you sure it doesn't say balaclavas? <laughs> Sexy. We've had sex, con- six rather, consecutive days of <laughs> Your peacock, cock, cock, your peacock. Time for sports. Devin Peacock, peacock joins peacock, us and some sad news from the world peacock, of hockey breaking this morning, Dev. Yeah, Ted Lindsay, 93 years old, uh, died this morning uh, from, he apparently, apparently he was in the hospice uh, care, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, passed away. Uh, sad news, but he'd been, I guess, sick for a little while and lived a full life. He was a Hall of Famer, won a bunch of Stanley Cups with the uh, Detroit Red Wings in the 40s and 50s, but... Uh, uh, even though ninety three, not a surprise, but still sad to see him go. Yeah, a lot of our friends in Detroit saying he was a stand up guy. They knew him. He loved being a part of that community. He uh, really did a lot to raise awareness and money for the autism cause during his life. It was a cause very close to his heart. Even before that, though, he is one of the people a lot of NHL players today can thank for the union. He was one of the people who were the driving forces in in terms of setting up the National Hockey League Players Association. Well, rest in peace, Ted Lindsay. I know he'll be missed by Red Wings fans and hockey fans all over the world. Here's a little tribute 
to the late, great Ted Lindsay. In 1950, the Detroit Red Wings won the Stanley Cup. This victory celebration was the first for the Wings all-star left winger Ted Lindsay. He would enjoy three more during his illustrious playing career. The Red Wings were a powerhouse in the early 1950s and were led on offense by one of the greatest lines in hockey history. Gordie Howe, Sid Abel, and Ted Lindsay, the production line. While patrolling left wing, Lindsay earned the nickname Terrible Ted for a boisterous style of play which netted him close to 2,000 minutes in the penalty box before his career ended. Ted Lindsay wore number seven during most of an NHL career that saw him score 379 goals in regular season play and another 47 in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Stanley Cup victory in 1955 was Lindsay's last. He played two more seasons in Detroit and then was traded to the Chicago Blackhawks where he played on a line with Ed Litzenberger and Todd Sloan. After three years with the Blackhawks, Ted retired. But four years later, in 1964, Sid Abel, then coaching in Detroit, coaxed him back into uniform for one more season. Last year, he returned to the Olympia as general manager of the Red Wings, and now Ted Lindsay and Aggressive Hockey are back in Detroit. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or fm96.com.